Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind and beyond the bar. We're your hosts, I'm Shauna. And I'm Matt. And Matt, we ain't in Kansas anymore. We are not. No, no, no. We have traveled long and far. Mm -hmm. I mean, in L.A. terms. Yes. (laughs) L.A. is few and or far between, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we are here in Long Beach. The Long Beach Promenade, I believe, is what mm-hmm. it's called. I'm not exactly sure what a promenade is, but I believe it has something to do with a grassy knoll. Sure. <laughs> in this instance, it uh, involves the uh, location we are at, specifically a really nice bar. Yeah, we are so excited. Uh, We were approached by this bar to come out, travel to Long Beach to highlight their bar and like get to know what you guys are doing. I'm really excited to be here. I, for one, had a different travel experience than you, Matt. Oh, yeah. I took my own mode, which was car, and it was really quick. Uh, I dread the drive back, but you had a more adventurous uh, means of transportation. Yeah, you sat on leather. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my car, it's leather. (laughs) So no, no, no. We all banded together and said, we're going to take the metro train to Long Beach. And Adele, our mixers, and I, we showed up at the 7th and Flower Station on time, 11 o'clock, to get on that train. And, and I said, and no, we, And we were twiddling our thumbs for a little bit. And then we decided to text Matt. We're like, Matt, where are you at? He goes, I'm like 45 minutes away from Long Beach on the highway. And I did not like, join. All right, let's get on that train, Adele. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> so, so we jumped on the train and like all was well, super stoked, done this train before, like totally felt like an hour was a good amount of time to make this thing happen. And then as soon as we got on the train, I noticed this on the, lo- the what do you call that? Uh, it's the like map. the, yeah, the map <laughs> where the stops are. They had this like whole little section of like yellow with like slashes through it with like basically half the stops of the entire line. And I was like, huh, I wonder what that means. And so then I like looked on the internet and Googled the blue line and in red it says, the blue line is cut off at watch station. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's gonna be weird. Okay, so I wonder what we're gonna do there. And so we get off the watch station and we just kind of start following the crowd off the train and we get shuffled straight into a city bus. And then we took the city bus from the Watt station to where we are now. Uh, and I would love to introduce where we are. Let's do it. All right. We are sitting in the actual bar, guys. We're not even in our podcast studio. We are a lot, lot, not live. Well, live in our life, but we are sitting in the ordinary mm-hmm. here in Long Beach. We are. How do you feel? Feel great. Yeah. Uh, I've had a drink. It was delicious. You have drinks. They look delicious. <laughs> Plural. They're, they're so good. I'm so excited to have them. But without further ado, I do think we should introduce our guests here at The Ordinary. And this is such a not-so-ordinary episode. Does that Nailed make sense? It. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> this is an extraordinary episode. There it is. Yeah. I was like, I knew there was something there somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, without further ado, let's introduce our guests. We have Christy. Christy Caldwell. And we have Adam Stearns. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Welcome to Long Beach. Thank you. I'm super stoked to be here. I enjoy Long Beach. I'm glad you had a fun journey here. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, I text uh, you guys at, I don't know, 30 minutes after 11 or something. Matt's like, where are you guys at? I'm totally here having a drink. We were like, I'm 15 minutes away, but I didn't realize maps at that point. So that 
15 meant like an hour, so I once apologize. We, once we knew you were on the blue line, we ordered another round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, good call, good call. You guys are professionals they're right here. They're fixing it right now. They're trying to make it faster to get to Long Beach, so they're, they're, they're changing all the signals, but for right now, it's kind of... In lieu, it takes a lot longer. It's oh, long. I get it, I get it. Okay, well, in further down the line, when, when those lines open, I think we'll be taking the train down here more often than if it's more rapid than the, what we experienced. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully. And it's always adventurous. Oh, it's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Loads I, of characters. I love Free it. Show. I love traveling by train and bus and everything. It's like you get to see things in a different, you know, view than normal. Yeah. Like I the saw freeways. a lot of trucks and construction, so it was beautiful on my end. You're a lucky man, Matt. <laughs> I felt that. That's what, we're, that's what we're going for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, this bar is fantastic. How long have you guys been open? First, thank you. We've been open five months, so we're, we're just getting going. It's been in construction, it seems, a lot longer than that, but uh, we uh, opened at the start of November. Adam came on a bit before that. We've been working October. on menus and everything before that, so uh, it's been great so far. People love it. We've had people driving from outside of Long Beach to come down here as well, so that's exciting. Good, good, good. Yeah. So, Chrissy, you built this place, yes? This is your, your yeah, baby? That sure is. Um, I'm from Ireland originally. I grew up in bars. My grandfather owned a pub. I started working in that basically when I was born, I think. They were like, okay, free labor and no, no labor laws in Ireland. You <laughs> what kids lift, are for, right? You can lift glasses when you're five. Go for it. Go and do it. Nice. But uh, when I came here about 20 years ago, you kind of look for old things in Los Angeles. It's kind of tough. They tear everything down. Right. So I always was attracted to the older bars and uh, try to find saloons. And you kind of go up in the mountains. You still find these places still exist. Or if you go back to the East Coast, you find old school bars and taverns. Charles Tavern in, in uh, Boston, some McSorley's in New York, some of the old places in New Orleans that we love to go to when we visit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this would be a great kind of thing to open up, an ode to a tavern, ode to old American taverns. And I came across the name The Ordinary from the 1634 Laws of the Commonwealth. And that's where the name came from. It's like, that's perfect. Every community is required by law to build an ordinary for the receiving refreshment and entertainment of travelers and strangers. So... That kind of hit with me, and uh, we designed uh, it to look like an old historic uh, tribute to American taverns. It's so cool. And, and you really nailed it. it. It really does, like, have a feeling of something that has been here, you know. And it's when you were choosing the build-out of everything, was there anything specific to you, like, as far as, like, building the bar or, like, the actual construction side of it that, like, you were really specific about, like, the design? Well, yeah. When I was working with the designers, I told them I wanted to, like, we were going back in imagination here because none of it's true. You know, we were like, this is going to be, um, imagine there was a tavern here from the 1700s that went into disrepair. Somebody came along in the Golden Age cocktails and installed a nice Brunswick bar. And that was the second phase of it. That also went into disrepair. And then we just happened upon it so that it would have three elements of that in the design. That's so cool. The floor is really cool, too. It's got this really, uh, the, the black white tile. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, after a few drinks, it kind of gets a bit disorienting. So it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, looks, it looks really great. I, I said when I came in, it had a lot of uh, character to it because on the front, it isn't a promenade, and it's, it's kind of, it, like around it, it's kind of a newer development, it looks like, and they're still building things around it. And it has a beautiful patio, too. And then you walk in, and it's just this like awesome taverny feel to it. 
and it just has like the character and I think it, it looks great. And it's the pictures on the wall are amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's up with the pictures? Was there some there, history uh, on those pictures? Tavern scenes. There's actually two giant ones on the wall over there, and they were the two that kind of dictated the design and the colors and everything else. Um, one is called Twelfth Night. I can't remember the name of the other one, but uh, the Twelfth Night one, everybody just looks like they're having a great time. It's an old tavern scene from the 1700s, and I kind of based a lot of the colors off the colors that were used in those old masters and the old tavern things. People just having a great time. I like it. I like it too, for sure. So growing up in Ireland and that being like your roots and everything, when did you come over to the United States? Uh, 1998. 1998? Yeah, I was 21. That's nearly, that's 21 years ago. So I've been here just as long. Uh, I came for, I'll come over for a year or two. (laughs) Did you ever imagine yourself opening The Ordinary? No, but uh, it was. I always wanted to open a bar. I'm. Uh, it makes me now. I'm fourth generation bar owner in my family. So. Oh wow. Yeah, that's uh, That was something that was. That was always in the back of my mind. I said I always would like to, open the bar, own it. So you know this. This uh, is like. This is in your blood. Yeah, the first cocktail I made. I was three years old. Oh, was <laughs> that's it? Amazing. It was a hot toddy. <laughs> 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 my great grandma was a. Uh, she she liked her whiskey, um, and she lived in a family hotel where we all kind of. I'd spent the summers there. I'd, I'd spend weekends there with my mom. And my grandpa didn't drink, but his mother-in-law did. And she loved, you know, she loved me, and she'd always bring me she in. Cover so the base she, for both yeah, of them? Yeah. <laughs> she was allowed three hot toddies a day, which wasn't enough. <laughs> so she taught me how to do it in between when I was three. She'd go, go and she taught me, makes the sugar, get, like, boiling water. Make sure the water's boiling hot. You know, three-year-old, okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> nearby her taught, me how to, taught me how to climb up and get to the optics, which, you know, the little uh, upside-down optics people use in Europe for the whiskeys and stuff. <laughs> so, Wait, uh, what is that? It's an optic. It's a measuring device. So you, you, when you go to England and Ireland, you see the bottles upside down, and oh, they have this like, yeah. measured out uh, shot that they would do that they tip the glass into it. So I've never used uh, one of those. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you get surprisingly you get fast enough at it. It's kind of it's weird, but that's that's the only way. You know. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. I don't so. think I've ever actually seen one operate. I've seen that style, but I've never seen anyone. I think actually... they have those at Normandy Club. Really? I think so. Oh, maybe. I've, see, I've seen them, but I've never seen them in use. Yeah. I thought they were just for fun. <laughs> oh, no, they, they work great. <laughs> They're just for fun. They hold the bottles and you unscrew it. So You're like, oh, that's great. a nice little <laughs> ball thing. Well, yeah. like, so I'm sitting here and I'm observing everything that's happening. And one thing I am noticing is there is a soccer game, which I know I'm such oh, an American. Uh, no, don't bring that Ameri- up. I'm facing the other I way know, for a reason. We, I, I suddenly uh, made a promise that you'd be facing the, the screen. Well, 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 my like team's game. losing. I don't want to see it anymore. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I and I called it soccer. I apologize. That's okay. Fo- football. Soccer um, actually is an English word. Oh. Don't let anybody tell Don't let English people tell you that. That came from England. Okay. Well, I'm on point then. Yeah. For the English. Asso- association <laughs> soccer. Association football. Um, so do you always have the games on or do you, like, I know there's a lot of soccer fans that, like, are always looking for places that, and do you do the early game thing and no, all that? No, we can't. We don't do that. There's a, there's a few other bars in town that do that. They're more in the Irish and English side of things, but uh, we're, we're an American tavern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> so we'll football. show the U.S. games. No. <laughs> uh-huh. That's cool. So, how long did it take you for the build out? Oh, it's kind of hard to hard to remember now. At this stage, we had a the per city here. Everybody, there's so much building going on in downtown Long Beach right now. There's like seven thousand condos being built in a one square mile area. So the planning department is just running around trying to approve everything. So everybody's kind of moving a bit slow right now. Uh, they're doing a great job though. But uh, I think we started in uh, May of last year, or probably before. The actual construction started in May, but the planning and application started probably last November, so 2017. Wow. It's always like a big project doing something like this, and you guys have executed 
amazingly. And I know it's, you know, it always takes a team too. So did you start building your bar team as you were building? Because we do have another guest here that well, we, we do. And he needs to say something. He's been very quiet over there. He's just sitting back. This is what he does in interviews as well. He sits and listens to everything and then blasts out with the best questions and the best everything. I'm like, I should, I'm like, I should listen more. No. Okay. Very polite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I try to be. So, so uh, Adam was the first person we brought on. I knew I needed somebody really, really great to, to run the bar program here. I come from bartending background. I'm now moving up, and I'm um, my eyes are everywhere. So that we needed somebody really great and somebody with the, with his eye on everything. And I was very lucky that Adam came in one day, recommended by a mutual friend, and we just kind of hit it off. So yeah. let's introduce Adam. Let's get him into the conversation. Adam! Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah. It all kind of happened by chance, honestly. It was really funny because uh, a friend of mine who's a distributor, he kind of came into the resort I used to work at. And just introduced the topic kind of casually. It was like, you know, I know someone who's looking for a bar manager. And I was like, well, you know, I might be interested in that. Can you give me the information? I emailed Christy. Um, and, you know, he was busy. So it took, a, I think, about a week for him to get back. And then really we, uh, yeah, no, he was running basically everything by himself. He was like, you know, so he's, he's very hands-on and, and ready, ready to get into it. So. Um, it's cool, but honestly, as soon as I met him, I was I was sold. I, I really I sat down with him and I saw that a lot of the ideas that he had are things that I'm really passionate about as well. And he, I'll never forget forget this because one of the first things he told me is he's looking to build a craft cocktail bar, but with a hospitality focus. He he wants to build something obviously where where craft cocktails are at this point especially kind of just a, a natural born thing in bars, mm-hmm. especially cocktail bars. You know, dive bars might be a little bit differently at this point. There's kind of a different focus, but I think that. In, in cocktail bars, craft cocktails are not even craft anymore. It's just that's that's the par. Yeah, there's like that's an standard. industry standard exactly. at this point. So it's yeah. like at this point, it's more so just getting back to, you know, talking to people and engaging with people and making sure that people feel comfortable and um, are having a good time. And that's kind of where this conversation with Christy and I went and kind of talking about that as the focus. So it, it really inspired me to kind of, and almost invigorated and remotivated me to kind of really get back into this side of things because I was coming from a management perspective where I wasn't behind the bar anymore and I was just walking the floor and, you know, doing almost corporate-like things. And um, so it was it was becoming very mundane for me and I was looking for kind of an out to get back into the bar, honestly. Too cool. Yeah. So it was exciting and honestly, everything happened pretty naturally from there. It was I was happy to come on board and it was a good time for me, I, I'd worked at my last position for seven years, so I was ready to move on. And um, I love our, this is honestly one of the best bar teams I've ever worked with. We have a lot hey. of really cool people working with us, and it's exciting just to see how it evolves, honestly. So It's good to have a good bar family, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. There's something, like, so special about that, because sometimes you can, you know, you... you you could try bars on, like, I, I mean, I don't, I've never said that in my life, but I'm, I want to turn it on for a saint. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, like, as a bartender, this is kind of a cool thing for you, uh, Chrissy, is that, like, for me, I as a bartender, and I've managed bars as well, is that the stage is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of how I see the bar as, right. as, like, my stage to do my job, which, you know, is hospitality and crafting cocktails and getting drinks out as fast and as uh, effectively and perfectly as I possibly can. And if you have this amazing stage to be able to do something like that, you are so lucky and so excited. But sometimes those stages, like, don't actually necessarily mean you're going to be in a really close 
bar family scenario. Right. So, you know, like it doesn't necessarily always like transition into like that close thing, you know, that you're always looking for as a bartender. It's yeah. like, you know, working together and like, you know, you're only as best as like your best dishwasher or, you know, what, you know, that kind of mentality. So yeah. it's cool to and hear. And I think it shows to the guests too, honestly, like the, the engagement you have with your coworkers and, you know, with the people around you showcases to the people that come in and it really, it makes them feel more welcome, I feel like as well. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Like if you have people that you are working besides and you don't trust them or you don't like them or whatever the reason that shows and that makes people feel unwelcome or uncomfortable. I feel like you go into a bar like that and you just feel like you want to leave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. And I've, I've experienced that. I've said it before. It's like I've experienced going into some of the most like mind boggling, like visual cool bars, you know, but then there's something that isn't right you know mm -hmm. and you're like what is going on here like in the, the yeah, where's the energy yeah right mm -hmm. and like the bartenders really hold that so good job guys like putting together a team like that that's awesome now not only are you guys putting together an awesome team an awesome bar a crazy cool stage for all this to happen you're making some cool cocktails too thanks and matt i don't know are you ready for this i'm ready all right i think it's time for the mix, mix down. down let's do it Everybody, let's welcome. Put your hands together. Greener public place. The louder, the better. Let me introduce our amazing mixtress, Adele. Adele, take it to the mix down. Hi guys, first and foremost, thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate your time and the space. This is really beautiful and really cool. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for the cocktails. These cocktails are freaking delicious. I really appreciate how you guys have, you know, you guys, your classics covered. And like you were saying, that is now the standard. And it's funny that you bring that up because somebody kind of expressed that to me in a way that resonated with me so much. He was like, hey, people, when people our age were 21, whether you were into it or not, it was clubs. It was close, but people went, oh, I went to blah, 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 club. I got bottle service, club, 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 club. Yeah. For people that are 21 now, that's not a thing anymore. Now it's cocktail bars. People are going to cocktail bars. That is the standard. Like, right. So, like you said, having classic cocktails on your menu is no longer craft. It is the standard. You don't go to a place because they make old fashions really well. Now it's like something you expect. It's right. almost offensive when you get a shitty old fashioned. You're like, it's three <laughs> ingredients, bro. Come on. It still happens. It, it, yeah, does. it does. And it's... It does. And it's you know? Shocking, and there's still the people that come into the bar, which is I love these people. Is that when you make it old fashioned, they go, Whoa, that drink is so involved, you're muddling. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> muddling is a part of the part for course now, like it's totally that's it, you know. Yeah. It's all about the show. But your uh, your house cocktails, uh, they're very delicious. I really appreciate too that you have an Adonis on your menu for classics because mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite cocktails of all time. And you can either make it really good or really bad, no in between. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to try that later. But uh, the cocktails that we tried today, we have the Beat the Yankees, which is delicious. Bourbon, lemon, egg white, spice honey, and beet juice. Mm -hmm. Super delicious. It's like a very elevated New York sour. You get the tannins, you get the layers of, you know, it's super, super tasty, but it's herbaceous, which I really appreciate. So if you pick one of each, you have the, the egg, the, the flip, the sour, and the stirred. That would be like our sour. We picked the French 1776, which has Earl Grey infused gin, rye, orange bitters, sherbet, sparkling wine. 
super refreshing. It's garnished with the rosemary, so you get a lot on the nose. You can, it's like a patio pounder. You can have like 10 of these. And what did you say it was? A patio Jana pounder. Oh. So in a patio, you just pound them down. It's so, so tasty. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? There is a patio. There is yeah. a patio. And we got something very different. You'll walk down the promenade. You'll blend in. Well, anyways, we're drinking the Goat's Delight, and it was so freaking tasty. It's creamy. It's beautifully garnished. It's herbaceous. But it's not, although it has orgeat and cream, it's not by any means not too sweet. Like, it's perfectly, it's, like, delicious. Yeah. And I hadn't had breakfast, so it's, like, the perfect <laughs> breakfast drink. It's definitely more spirit-forward, too, than you would initially anticipate seeing it, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I feel like all the three cocktails that I had, I was like, okay, it sounds like this. And then when I had them, they were a lot less sweet than I was expecting it, and a lot more spirit-forward, which it's, like, a win-win in my book entirely. And they have, what do they call it, little flowers? Like? Those are barrage flowers, bl barrage blossoms. If you look at some of the old, if you look at some of the old uh, cocktail books, you'll see barrage listed a lot. And that was used as a garnish. And it was something that we were talking about discussing our opening menu is we wanted the opening menu to reflect the different time periods of the design of the place inside. The cocktail is truly American's, uh, it's an American dr uh, drink. It's America's yes. gift to the world of culinary arts. Uh, the cocktails, you know, it, that came through here, the old hotel bars and everything. The Ghost Delight was actually uh, from the Waldorf Astoria. Oh. That's an original, 1931, I think. It's yeah. delicious. When, uh, when Christy initially introduced kind of his concept for the cocktail menu to me, he wanted to obviously take a lot of ideas from like traditional American history and American cocktails, obviously. Yeah, sure. So he kind of showed some things he was working on, some things he was thinking about. So I kind of took them and kind of ran with them a little bit. And we kind of split up the section in the menu between like our own originals and then like classic cocktails that we thought should be a focus that we think that we can do really well and um, things that are really traditional. So things that not everyone might have heard of or uh, maybe cocktail nerds especially would have but by far. But um, there's, there's a lot of interesting things on there that I thought would be diverse as well. As I tend to focus on seasonality a lot. Um, a lot of my inspiration comes from the kitchen. Christy, one of the questions he asked me when, when he interviewed me was who my bar inspiration was. But to be honest, I don't really have as many bar inspirations as I do culinary inspirations. So a lot of the people I work closely with and people that I know and, and talk to, chefs I knew. And you know, I, I, like I said, I worked at a resort previously. So I used to talk with some really well-renowned, you know, well-experienced chefs that, were, that had a slew of information I, I had the opportunity to take advantage of, to sit down and kind of pick their brains a little bit, which was always fun. And I get to do that for years, so it was really exciting to me. And a lot of the things I do now, especially, are kind of influenced from that. So I, I like to take a lot of that and kind of throw it in there. So it was a lot of just taking Christie's inspiration, kind of what um, he wanted to showcase, and kind of twisting that in a way that I thought would be seasonally focused, but also culinary inspired in a way, just by the different flavor profiles and, and focusing on the different balance aspects. So just kind of trying to throw all of those ideas in there. And I, I knew especially it being an opening cocktail menu, it had to really be influenced from what we're trying to showcase and showcase really well, establish what, what kind of cocktails we're going to be having moving forward. I mean, you're doing um, it right, man. These are all delicious. The names are very clever, which yeah. I always appreciate. I <laughs> mean, um, something else it's worth noting, if you're not from LA, this might sound like, why are you even bringing this up? But your cocktails are $12 which in LA for Tokyo got yeah. cocktail of this quality <laughs> yeah. is extremely unusual. And I appreciate that a lot. Like, you know, I've had far mediocre drinks that cost me 14, $16. Like yeah. this is a fantastic set of cocktails that I'm having. And I'm only having three of them only. Um, and Thank they're so $12. Far. That is, that is what honestly. Time is it? <laughs> and they're all delicious and they're, you know, really well made. And yeah. 
Thank you. Perfect, and $12 is a bargain. That's part of it, too. Honestly, I think when we talked, one of Christie's main focuses is to make a, a bar that's focused on the guest and focused on just people that can come in here from all different types of walks of life and just enjoy a good cocktail or a good experience, you know, in a casual setting. Nothing that's really pretentious or, you know, super high-end. I kind of have to balance it out because, again, going back to the fact that I came from a resort, it's, sure. I, I'm so used to, you know, super high-end and, you know, this this whole mentality, and it's, it's kind of bringing me... Pre- down to a place that's a little bit more earthly and, and just enjoying, you know, people again and sure. enjoying, you know, connecting with people on a, on a more real level. It balances out. I'm from Ireland. It's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hold on. No, no, no. Take it down a little notch. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I told him, I said, look, I want a place I can bring my dad as well and he won't Hell be yes. put off by what's on the menu. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have some normal beer, some, nor- some drinks that people can tell. Same thing on the food menu. Everybody has the family member that just wants... A burger and a or a Curse Light yeah. and a burger and sure. somebody that's a foodie in the family that was getting excited about everything else. So I think it's time we everybody kind of got to the middle of that. The cocktail revolution was amazing. It was great. It's still going in many places, but it kind of turned everybody a little bit. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Making drinks for the industry instead of making drinks for the guests. That's so we're, true. We're, we're, yes. You know, everybody's trying to win a competition and trying to do this. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a bar. You're dealing with the guest. That's first. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is cool, but you got to remain focused on, you know, the guy across the thing who just lost his job and he's in to drink his sorrows away and you're the conduit for that. Mm-hmm. That's part of your job, too. That's part of tending the bar. Yep. You know? Bartender so, could be said. two words. Huh? You know? Yeah. Bartender. Right. To tend the yeah. bar. Yeah. The, your, your craft is, you know, that's... That was the American tradition. You know, you, there, you went through apprenticeships to get to the point where you learned how to make all these drinks. That was your craft. The skill came after that. And I mm-hmm. think there's many great bartenders that have that skill and have that craft. And it's great to see some people returning to that. It seems to be a bit of a push in the industry now to get the hospitality back. Because, you know, we've all sat at a bar and had the bartender come up. And you're like, I'm not only having one drink here. This guy, yep. guy won't even look at me. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. You know? I mean, so. honestly, sorry if I offend anybody, but anybody can make a drink. It's literally putting liquid into a glass, but mm-hmm. not everybody can make I've worked with some other people that might disagree. <laughs> 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 we've all worked with people like that. Sure. 100%. We've all worked with one-arm wonders. Yep. Everybody makes a drink with one arm. The other <laughs> one kind of sits down. You know? <laughs> But ultimately, bartending is about human connection, and these are fantastic drinks, mm-hmm. and your bar is amazing, and yeah. thank and you so much for having us. And testament to the bartender, I forget her name, uh, but she, I walked in early, and, and you two gentlemen were sitting in the corner, and she was super nice and came right up to me and, and has been making the drinks that we've been having. And well, she's great. That's she's Alicia. Killing it. Mm-hmm. That's Alicia. She's working. She's making a drink. That's great. She's clocked in. <laughs> she's not going to leave a customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But thank you guys. Cheers. We really appreciate it. The drinks. Thank you so cheers. much. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for and making the trek through, the, through Los Angeles yeah. to get Our down to Long Beach. Yeah. We travel far and wide for cocktails. It's <laughs> <laughs> important. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lofty goal. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a rough one, but we we'll do it. You know, yeah. we'll take those. We'll take <laughs> those swings. That mix down, man. That yeah. was that was the hell of a mix down, Adele. Thank you for uh, handling all that. You killed it. Um, and yeah. Uh, my my brief opinion on cocktails fantastic uh we got like an awesome selection here they are well thought through i guess my one uh question i want on the cocktail side of it is was there a lot of research in the history from starting this bar or has it been kind of like a lifelong research on the americana american cocktail movement or did you start developing all these cocktails for the bar i guess to to go back to the start what what i had in mind um for the cocktails. 2012, I believe, 2013, I, I went in up to Los Angeles and I, I started taking um, some courses with uh, Andrew Willett, 
who is an elemental mixology. He's since moved to Portland, but he's got this amazing five-day, six-day class. He used to he used to be in Los Angeles, right beside USC. He used to live there, and he he approaches everything from a very historic background. He's got a book that's this big, and it's 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 very detailed and intense. The course is intense now. He still runs it. It's up and it's in Portland. If you go to elementalmixology.com, mm-hmm. so that always stuck with me, and it kind of it, it brought me into the realm of like the. American cocktails, what they used to be, how did they used to train bartenders, and so that that stuck with me. So, part of the conversation when I first met Adam, the the formal interview lasted fifteen minutes, and then we went to the bar next door. <laughs> okay, you know your stuff. Now I'm going to see. Yeah. Now I'm going to have a few beers and see if I'm going to be able to stand being around you. Right. Uh, yeah. So we got a few it. beers, and we sat there for about three hours, <laughs> and we were talking about the history of cocktails and and uh, what kind of drinks we went on there and. The, all the the, the the drinks that are on our, our, our custom list, um, that came, they came from Adam. He, he, you want to talk a little bit about how you developed some of those? Yeah, sure. So, again, the initial menu kind of came from a seasonal focus and it's kind of tend to what, it, that's really kind of what inspires me for the most part. But it's always from a, a basic cocktail perspective. So a lot of bartenders do this, and this is pretty much the best way to create cocktails, is you base it off of the bones and structure of a cocktail that already exists. So you, you always take inspiration from something like that. And honestly, I don't think there's any way other than to do it because you, why reinvent the wheel? There's plenty of really great simple cocktails out there that you can really structure differently and create different flavor balances and just work with different ingredients. You just have to know kind of almost the vocabulary is, is the easiest way to explain it because the ingredients are kind of like your words. So the more you learn about different ingredients, the more words you can use in a sense. So it's like putting a sentence together and you're just interjecting different words into a basic structure sentence is the easiest way I can describe I, that. I actually love that analogy. that makes sense. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it, the more you learn about different topics and different ingredients, the more diverse your vocabulary becomes. So the more complex you can make a cocktail without it seeming really over the top. It's kind of, I, I don't know if I'm describing this correctly, but basically uh, you want to create something that's really unexpected, but at the same time, very simple. Mm-hmm. And so, approachable. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, yeah. Making grammar fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bartenders have a way of always making whatever anything is fun. Right. <laughs> we try to figure as it out. As long as there's liquor involved, you're yeah. good, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had the worst day. Okay, let's drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the irony of, of being having a grammar reference and drinking is... Right, yeah. <laughs> I think what's most exciting for me, though, is honestly, like, in engaging with the rest of my team as well, and especially now, because the first part of the menu was heavily in just Christy and I, and just now we're, we're really starting to be comfortable with the rest of our team and start to engage them so they're all kind of creating their own input into the the cocktails and I think for me that's really important because it creates a more diverse selection of cocktails because my perspective can only go so far. I might like something and think something's fantastic, but 20 other people might hate it. And and so it, you just never know with flavor, especially it's completely subjective. So you never know what to expect when someone else is trying something. It's like putting a piece of you out there and just really being sensitive to it, but it, you have to really disconnect to it. And something I always say is, you know, once I make a cocktail and it, I feel like it's done, I leave it, I disconnect from it. Sometimes I don't even say I made it <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise you just take it personally. And you, you absolutely can't do that because it's not. It's, yeah, not, per- it's not personal to you. It's, it's personal to them. And that's exactly what it's about. It's and also, like, whatever you're nerding out about or I'm nerding out about, like, it's probably not the same thing. Right. So, like, I might be, like, super nerding out on, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, bitters for a second. And then so I'm, like, I'm putting bitters in everything. Right. And it's like all the kind of, I'm making bitters. I'm, you know, I'm making tinctures. I'm doing all these crazy, like, things. like And I'm losing my mind. But these are the cocktails I'm making, you know. But then you might be nerding out on, like, I don't know, like, garnish or like whatever it may be and Mm -hmm. so when you put all those efforts combined you start making some really cool stuff right yeah what better way to invest or to have other 
bartenders in your team like more invested than letting them create for the Absolutely. place they work? Yeah. That's a, that's a really important part of it too is, you know, when you get everyone involved, everyone really takes pride in it. And that's an incredible thing to see, honestly, and, and just to experience in general because it motivates people beyond just, you know, cranking out cocktails. It really creates a personal story for them for that cocktail and kind of personalizes it. And you're giving a piece of yourself to someone else at yep. that point. And that's fun. That's and I think that's part of what it's about. Yeah, crafting cocktails is like, you know, you do, you 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 put thought and effort and creativity and like, yeah, like you said, a piece of yourself into a lot of these like self-made creations. And so it's nice when it's shown on a menu, you mm-hmm. know, with your name, on, you know, like you get hold some like credit for it. You know, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. You know what else is really cool? Stories. <laughs> 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 Stories. Good job, Matt. I got it. You're I was so waiting. good. Hard turn left. All right. <laughs> Stories. Yeah. Story time. <laughs> I was telling them earlier, I was like, well, you know, I, right, I don't normally drink during the day, so I might just take a nap after this. I was like, story time is setting me up pretty hard right now. Well, we do have a promenade, <laughs> a grassy knoll, as far, yeah, as, far as I know. Yeah, i take a nap on the bench. And, uh, <laughs> right. That wouldn't be the first you time don't... you slept outside there, Adam, would it? <laughs> <laughs> what happened in New Orleans? I don't want to oh. talk about New Orleans. Oh, oh what stays in New Orleans? I need to, we no, I need to know this. We're, we're going to, we're going to Tales in July. I need to find out if we can hang in New Orleans. We're going to be there. You are? Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll my, rage. We'll probably see. Each my other. first. I night, will see each other for yeah. sure. Yeah, my my first night at Tails, uh, the the first time I went, I, there's a picture of me laying out on a concrete balcony at the hotel, not even my hotel room, um, <laughs> with my leg up on a chair. And a po' boy sandwich in my hand <laughs> with part of the wrapper and lettuce strewn across my chest as I'm shirtless. <laughs> Tails, everybody. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> or just New Orleans? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. True. Touche. 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 Oh, I can't wait. That That's coming up oh, soon. Oh, it's going to be uh, right around be the legendary. corner. Very um, excited. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do what we are... Uh, Let's just get into stories. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, get something to sip on and uh, go into this crazy and uh, oftentimes insane world uh, bartending. Yeah, who would like to go first? Let's. Uh, if you have a story off of your top of your mind, God, what is happening? I'm slowly breaking down. You got this, Matt. You <laughs> I got. got, I got you handled it. So Long Beach, it. you've chilled out in Long Beach. Right. I know, right? I'm ready know, to sit like, on a on a patio. We're too close to the ocean. Well, I heard you guys were going to bring a swimsuit to Long Beach. I was. It's Long Beach. <laughs> but then they all totally <laughs> fucking yelled at me. Dude, I've tubed the LA River, and okay, I'm not joking right, about that. Right. <laughs> she knows that has hepatitis from that. Yeah. She's like, gosh. Yeah, just, yeah, just keep a distance. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we are known for uh, storytelling on this podcast, and uh, hopefully you have, uh, and there's no really limit to it. If it's only whatever you're comfortable in telling, and it could be about here, your past. Personal story, story, something you've observed. You're being observed. too nice, Matt. Tell oh. a story, whatever. The juiciest story yeah, you got. Yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> the raunchiest, the better. No, whatever. No, but we've had all kinds of stories. We've had, like, amazing, beautiful, sad, gnarly, gross. Like, we've had it all. So, like, yeah, anything you want to share with the listeners of Talktales, they all love entertainment. They all love good stories. So, it's up to you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christy, you're first. <laughs> I've been working on bars so long, I kind of forget most of the stories that I've, I've, I've heard. I know they come out after a few beers. And <laughs> but um, I guess I can start with, I can go back to the start and talk about um, my family's bar. And, and um, I was uh, 11 when my grandpa taught me how to pour a pint of Guinness. Uh, it was in the summer. I was off school, and there used to be, it was during the Troubles in Ireland, and mm. it was kind of quiet sometimes during the day, but the farmers and local guys would come down on their, in their tractors or their cars, and they would, the bar had a bell, 
And so you'd ring the bell, and that's, you know, finally my grand, granddad taught me how to pour a pint so I could go answer the call when the bell would ring. Christopher, get in there and see who's at the bar. So I'd, you know, pour a pint of Guinness, give it to the old man, have to sit there and listen to him. And so I did this for years, and then finally, like, one, I know Packy was his name. His name is Patrick. They called him Packy. Uh, he would always come in first thing in the morning, and he would say, Christopher, is, is your auntie around? My aunt used to run the bar at this stage. Is your auntie around? I said, no. He goes, okay, two vodkas, one for you, one for me. I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> and it was 11 in the morning. Right? And, and he was very adamant. <laughs> so finally I figured out, I would just, um, I'd always have a water under the bar counter, and I'd pour two vodkas. Uh, he'd buy the first two, and I'd put one underneath. I'd swap cheers with him with the water, and then <laughs> the second one, this is on me, and I'd give him back his vodka. Nice. Aww, nice. That's so, so it was sweet. all these old men would come in. It was great. Um, really sets up for me. That's where my uh, that's where the basis of hospitality came from, because one by one, these characters would all come in, and they'd all sit in their own space, their own corner of the bar. One guy was deaf in the right ear. One guy was deaf in the left ear, so they had to sit in each corner. <laughs> uh, every now and again, they'd get mixed up. They couldn't hear anything. <laughs> like, um, hey, yeah. Hey. The local cop would come in, and he would, you know, make everybody pay for his drinks. And, what? Uh, oh, yeah. It was a small town. He was like a sheriff. Oh, my gosh. You know? uh, That's a yeah. perk? It's a, it's I've a, never a heard of Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, give me a double. Charge him. And you'd look over and the guy. Be like, okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, throughout the years, I'm sure there's lots of stuff. Uh, uh, but, you know, I always try to stick to the bartenders, kind of like the priest. I don't want to throw anybody too under the table. It's <laughs> always a good how, way to how go. How small was the town, if I may ask? 300 people. All right. We had a music so, venue that held 300 people. Did any of those old-timers <laughs> ever get ornery? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, lots of fun stuff. There was one guy used to come in. He was incontinent. Uh, he just was too stubborn to go to the doctor about it. Mm-hmm. Uh. So he would just piss his pants as he drank beer. You know? <laughs> did you guys have those troughs on the bar? No, but there was a little, one of the old guys. He was actually the local grave digger. was sitting beside him one day. And he's oh, like, shit. And uh, the guy was pouring a pint of beer down his throat at the same time. He's pouring the beer down at the same time the water's coming out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Your water's so The little guy, the grave digger guy, turns to me. He's like, you know what you fucking need? He says, what? A pair of welly boots. Oh. You can piss away to your heart's content and empty them when they're full. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Small time stuff. Old characters. It's a, it's a time. Of, it's, it, Ireland has changed so dramatically since then. That's a time that won't, you know, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. These characters aren't there, but it was, it was an amazing type of part of growing up there's there's many more stories to do with that time it needs to be a play were the bar patrons were they adamant about like the drink in front of them and like uh in a timely manner kind of thing i worked at a dive bar with a lot of old timers when i first started bartending and that was like a big thing for them where it was like um they'd sit down and if i didn't have their their beer of choice if i didn't one, I had to have them memorize what they were drinking and it always had to be in front of them before they sat down and if i didn't have a in front of them before they sat down, they'd cross their arms and sit up real tall with their eye, like, like their guy. eyebrows yeah. kind of up, kind of like, what's wrong with you today, girl? <laughs> you know, or, like, or, or why did you let somebody sit in my seat? That's my seat. Get oh, up off of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. If there was a seat problem, yeah. And so I'd always have to make sure I'd have their, like, Coors Light in front of them. And if I didn't, they'd be like, I'd be like, hey, how's it going, guys? And they'd be like, I'm thirsty. Be like, <laughs> or God forbid you put a Bud Light instead of a Coors Light. Oh, that's the end of the world. Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. like, <laughs> throw it over. the wedding. Yeah. The color's the wrong, cut's the wrong color on the label. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but still to this day, uh, the best tippers I've ever worked for. Yeah, they appreciate yeah. it. Part yeah. of the hospitality. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Part, yeah, I want to hear Adam's story. Yeah. yeah, Adam. I think so. If we're going back to when we started, I think for me, it's, it's just funny to think about how different of an experience it was when I started bartending because I was 19. 
when I when I started bartending in Connecticut, and people still ask me, they're like, oh, how are you 19 and you're bartending? I'm like, well, you can be in Connecticut at least um, 18 to, to serve alcohol. And I, I learned through bartending school, actually. I took a two-week course. And before that, I had been serving. And You never told me that. <laughs> I did. When I, uh, when I was Bartending 18. school. I hired somebody from bartending yeah. school? No, wait, that, that was, what, 11 years ago now? Ten, <laughs> no, 12 years ago now, actually, that I, that I went to bartending school. It was, it was a two-week course. I remember it very vividly um, because there were sponges for oranges and uh, everything was colored water and pour spouts. Oh, and my God. Wow. It was, it was a totally different time period now, I feel like. It was, it was quite fun, actually. Yeah, I don't think that would work anymore. No, I, I don't, it, it probably still exists, to be honest, and people probably still pay a lot of money for it. I paid like $600 for it, I think. Woo. Damn it, I got to open a bartending school. Yeah. <laughs> I get resumes all day long. People coming in straight out of bartending oh school. They've, they've been sold down the river saying, if you do this, we'll get you a job. Right. And yeah. I was like, oh, come on. That's, I, I just try to tell them, you know, just go to a place, work, put your time in, yeah. work up, try to be persistent. Don't mm. pay the money to this. Yeah. I mean, or if you do, get paid don't put it learn. on the resume. Yeah. You know? Just get paid to learn. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's all sorts of ways to do it now. Especially, yeah. I think that it's a little bit there's a little bit more education behind it, for sure. Especially with all the books that are out there and the resources. But for me, that's that's how I did it. I was 18. I had drinking before. Obviously, when you're, you know, well, I guess not obvious, but anyway, so, <laughs> but I wasn't experienced probably. anyway behind, behind the, the liquor focus. So it was like, it was, it was a lot of new things for me and I was, I was excited to do it because I had, I had served before when I was younger and, and I was excited to try this new aspect of it and make some money and, you know, do my own thing. But uh, so I, I just remember coming fresh out of there and then going into my first job, which at the time was like a historical inn and, and getting quickly quizzed. They're like, oh, what's in a Cosmo? And I was like, I, I, at this point, I feel like I gave the wrong ingredients even for a Cosmopolitan. And like they asked me what a Long Island iced tea was. And I was like, oh, there's whiskey in it. For some reason, I said that. <laughs> and I, it was just so funny because I was like, I don't know how I got hired, but I did. And one of the first drinks I, I remember making was like, they're like, oh, can I get a, a shot and a beer? And I put the shot in the beer. <laughs> I, was like, I love you. I was like, I, I was like, mixologist. I, know, I was like, I yeah, know right, what I'm doing. You there you go. Chrissy's like, oh, what is I, going? How did they how miss that one in mixology? You guys should have come down here before we opened. Yeah. <laughs> we could have had this whole thing. <laughs> so it was, it was just a funny experience for me because looking back to it, I'm like, the things that I did, and like as a 19 year old, don't tell anyone I, I did this, but I, I would also uh, towards the end of my experience at that job start drinking behind the bar. <laughs> We'll tell nobody about this. Yeah. This won't go out to no, anyone. No, tell, we don't, don't tell, tell anyone. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just slip rum into my coat <laughs> and, and go for it, um, especially towards the end of my job, because that, that place, uh, it, it started going downhill very quickly, and um, it eventually closed, so it's no longer open. But um, I wonder it, why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun Do all their shit. shots just keep going into beers? So weird. No, Every we're... beer order, there's a shot glass in it. Yeah. All those 18-year-old bartenders drunk behind the bar. I, and I remember, like, I, I cut this one woman off who had, like, two martinis, and she was completely fine. And she was just, like, she was so nice about it, though. It was, like, it was so funny because, like, I had, again, I had just come from bartending school, so I had no idea what I was doing. And, like, no one was actually teaching me. And no, no one knew what they were doing at that time, I felt like. It was just, like, everyone kind of learned as you went. That was one of the first phrases I, I learned I, behind the bar was fake it till you make it. So it was, like... 
that that's exactly what I did. You go in with confidence and you kill it, and uh, anything else it, you go for just kind of happens from there. And obviously, you know, I put a lot more behind it going forward. But um, <laughs> you didn't get defeated, that's right. for sure. It's true. Exactly. And then I and then I, uh, I I kept moving forward. I got more experience. I worked at a casino, and that was like high school all over again, actually, because I, I remember sitting in line waiting for uniforms and and. These, these guys in front of me who are much older, much more experienced, were, were literally uh, poking fun at me, like uh, saying that I would be slow with the jigger and all of this. And like, like I wasn't even there. It was literally uh, like what? high school. <laughs> and I just remember um, it, later on down the line when it came time to take the quiz because I had spent so much time studying for it. I literally would get there at seven in the morning and study in my car and, and then have to work at two in the afternoon. But I'd be sitting there in my car in the parking garage until then studying because I had to pass this test in order to get this job. And, and I got the best score on the test. Ha. And I, I was the only one who knew any of the answers when, um, when they were asking in a group setting. And so they would, they would all poke fun of me for that. But it was exciting to be a part of that and see it turn around. <laughs> that win. was like my... Yeah. That was like my, yeah, that was like my, yes, I did this kind of a thing. But It feels good. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a good feeling for sure. But it was funny because it was literally like high school all over again. And then, uh, I don't know, yeah. Uh, and and one of the other things I remember is I, I worked at this um, this other historical inn down the line with uh, my bosses were Albanian and they were like these really staunch really nice gentlemen and, but they were very like they were very like staunch and very family oriented and like very traditional and so I remember I was like right next to a theater so there would be a lot of gay clientele that would come in and it, you know, obviously it's a theater so there's a lot of the actors and everything we would all kind of come in and you know I would take care of them and I just kind of would joke with them be like oh one of these days I'm going to make a gay night here and like at the time it was like this really far out idea uh, they were like, yeah, you should do it one day. And I was like, all right, cool. And so it eventually built up enough support where I got the owners convinced to do it. Nice. And it was one of the highest grossing nights of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, it was wonderful because we would I literally, you know, I, I worked with one of the actors who uh, set up on the piano and they would play piano with like this beautiful charcuterie board set up on the piano. And it was like this really fun event. People were coming like all over from, I, I, I forgot to add this part, but that was, that was, this was in Connecticut and people would come from all over Connecticut to, to come and enjoy this night. And it was really interesting to see. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good work. I, for some reason, visualized when you said the guy was on the, on the piano and there was charcuterie. I just imagined the guy on the piano with charcuterie on him. Like one of those, I mean, <laughs> that was me. Shirtless with charcuterie on him. Yeah. No, that wasn't the person playing the piano. That was just me. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. With those beer shot situations. My, my, my imagination sure. didn't stray too far. Right, no, not at all. That's exactly where it went. <laughs> <laughs> Can we videotape Christie's reaction to this? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you guys should have definitely time. come down here. The yeah. first, you know, the first the face, yeah. the face of him just being like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Chris, it's we all good. Know a lot of yeah. these things. So <laughs> we talked for three hours and none of this came up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I probably did, but you guys went to the bar afterwards. We did go to the bar. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, that's true. I tried to avoid some of these stories. Oh um, no! You should never. <laughs> no, keep them coming. Yeah, stories are. This it's is like why we do the down. podcast because yeah. it's like <laughs> documenting these stories is like I feel like so important for just yeah. to have them, like if to access them, like yeah. you know, because generations we, to come. Yeah, I mean, because we have. Speaking of the stage earlier, we are behind that stage or on that stage, and and we have a professionalism that we kind mm -hmm. of have to portray. It's great to be fun, but obviously we're not, you know, ideally not trash behind there and divulging how personal 
stories and stuff like that. And that's the fun part about this is we're like human beings and we've done some pretty ruckus things or seen some pretty ruckus things and yeah. it's fun to share. Cause, yeah, it's fun to share. You know yeah. what else is fun? What? I thought you were going to get that one. <laughs> stories? Uh, I'm nervous. No, next one. Story time number two. <laughs> no, no, no. Where's your guys' stories? Oh, we've oh, been telling. we tell them on this thing uh, weekly. No yeah, one wants what? to hear our voices anymore. Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened this week. Yeah, we're actually. Uh, oh my god, I did have a good one this week. It was it. so crazy. <laughs> Do you guys really want me to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Surfer boy. It starts with surfer boy. This okay. is a good one. And uh, surfer boy comes in with a surfboard downtown Los Angeles to Coles. First, not sure why you have a surfboard. Second, he was awesome at first. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> and he was, uh, sits down, orders an old-fashioned, super talkative, super funny, super friendly. Like, and, like, he's from the eastern shore of the United States, like, Jersey, I want to say. And I grew up in Santa Cruz. So there's, like, some kind of, like, likeliness there. And, like, we, you know, we were just, like, bantering and, like, you know, talking about surf stuff. And, um, as you do. Yeah, because as bartenders, you got to freaking, like, oh, you have a surfboard. Let's talk about surfing. Like, you know, I've never yeah. surfed, but I grew up, you know, let's relate. And so, um, yeah, so as the day went by, he was drinking, drinking, drinking. He chilled for a while. He was getting drunk. So I was, like, kind of monitoring him, giving him water, you know. But he was still, like, in good shape. Next thing you know, I see this old dude outside. I call him Mr. Magoo because literally he's the real-life Mr. Magoo. Not joking. His face is all scrunched up. He wears like a suit and a hat, and he looks exactly like Mr. Magoo. And I'm pretty sure he's like was a like like his mind is starting to go a, li- like, a like, lot, kind of like <laughs> Alzheimer's. Yeah, just Alzheimer's. Kind of I don't know. Something's or... going on. I don't think he's schizophrenic though. I know okay. he lives on Skid Row. Well, that escalated a little okay. quicker than I don't know. It's gonna be a lot of people <laughs> in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's okay. questionable. Like so what normal? exactly yeah. is going on with <laughs> the There's guy? There's two of those guys out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> They've been walking around for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so I see Mr. Magoo. I met him before. The first time I met him, he he comes in with one dollar and he's mumbling to himself and not. They can't really like see or anything. And he like comes to the bar, throws the dollar down on the bar, and he goes. Uh, hey, hey, let me get a beer for a dollar. And I'm like, I can't do that. And he goes, what do you got for a dollar? I'm like, a pickled egg. He goes, one pickled egg. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I give him a pickled egg, and he, like, swooshes in his face. It's literally all over his, like, wrinkly old face. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, okay. I'm, this is going to be interesting how this is going to go. But I'm so fascinated by the guy. I love the guy. I don't know him. But I found out. So, anyways, I see him in the, uh, I see him, like, outside, like, on Skid Row, basically. And... Surfer boy goes, I was like, dude, it's Mr. Magoo. He goes, you like that guy? I'm like, he's amazing. And he's like, you want me to go bring him in here? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> 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 and he, next thing you know, I turn around and Mr. Magoo's sitting at the bar and a surfer boy's buying him a beer. And oh I'm like, and I'm like, oh man, here we go. So I give Mr. Magoo a beer. And so I started talking to Mr. Magoo. His name's Jim. And, um, Jim Magoo. Jim Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought uh, it? Yeah. I always wondered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just Jim. And so Jim uh, starts telling me about his life's story, basically. But, like, he mumbles. And he's like, he says, I'm from New York. And I'm like, oh, cool, Jim. What, like, what are you doing out here? He goes, ha, 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 ha. And he goes, ha, ha, and claps his hand. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you're, you've got something going here, you know? Uh-huh. And so next thing you know... Jim, Mr. Magoose, starts talking about who he he has recently cummed on. And so I was like, okay, Mr. Magoose, time to go. <laughs> How right. could he even tell? Could he see? <laughs> no, this is what he's telling him. This is the story he's telling. And <laughs> at, the, so, at the bar. At the bar. Oh, God. I, 
Yeah. No, he's telling the story. He's like, I'm trying to try and talk to him about who he is, and then he like mumbles into like who he's come on recently. Oh and so gosh. I'm like, okay, Mr. Magoo, I gave you the benefit of the doubt, but it's time to go. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's the line. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then so then Surfer Boy gets proceeds to get super drunk, and Surfer Boy ends up paying his tab, but his card declines. So I'm like, all right, what are we going to do here, sir? And he's like, okay, let me like, let me get on my phone, blah, blah, blah. And it went on for like three hours or something. And oh, he's God. like back and forth trying to get like money to pay this tab. And I was like, what is going on? Is he con- Has this whole thing been a freaking con? I was like, God damn it. And so it, I just like left it, left it for the managers. I'm like, dude, you know, I don't know what to do here. Like dude was cool, but definitely having problems now. But Long story short, or long story long, Surfer Boy, after I left, I get a text from uh, my coworker that paid his tab. Nice. So Surfer Boy, back oh, in yeah. the good. Yeah. <laughs> Did he sell the surfboard? Yes. We, we, no, we held the surfboard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we weren't going to give him a surfboard until he came back to get the tab. And go. that was the kicker, I think, is like if we wouldn't have taken that surfboard, he probably would have bailed and never paid his tab. Bars are great for like creating old school collateral terms. Like, just just give me whatever you have on you so yeah. that you can pay your tab. Yeah, Because yeah, clearly hold? this value of the surfboard is similar to what your tab is worth. Yeah, right. Not that I'm going to resell it. His, yeah. like, $45 tab and, the, right. and then his, like, professional surfboard. What is like, he doing with that board yeah, in downtown L.A.? It's a crazy thing. Oh, it was God. great, though. I hope I see Mr. Magoo again. That guy's great. I love yeah. the nick- uh, nicknames as well. Because <laughs> oh, you know yeah, that's we how we that all too. operate. It's like we see so many people, we just stop naming them. They're just like, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Couple with hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Computers like that too. Like just, couple or two dudes or gents or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It almost makes it more personal than giving them a name. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because then I remember. It's yeah. like a, you just got to be careful because it prints out on the oh, ticket definitely. sometimes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you put the Jab- wrong one. Yeah, Jabroni's <laughs> on bar left. <laughs> yeah. Jabroni's change the name. Change the name before you give it to them. Yeah, I had a, yeah, a co-worker of mine long ago put a bitch on a ticket. No. no. <laughs> he no longer, he uh, lasted maybe two days before she complained and he got fired. Oh, man, that's oh, bad. Yeah, it was uh, not a good decision on his part. But hopefully maybe she took that to heart and changed her ways. Um, I feel like there was a nice way oh, to yes. do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's accurate, right? Yeah, she's probably checking all of her tabs now. Yeah. Uh, but Let's do some choose ones. Let's do choose ones, yeah. You guys want to play a quick game? Let's do and it. And then we're going to wrap this thing up. It's called Choose Ones. We're going to say two things, and you choose one. All right. It's pretty easy. I get that. Those are good rules. Easy okay. to follow. All right. Uh, so, we'll, you know, just whoever has the answer first, <laughs> spit it. Nacho cheese or cheddar cheese? Cheddar cheese. I'm going to say cheddar. Uh, old-fashioned or Manhattan? Manhattan. Manhattan. Vodka or gin? Gin. A wretched hangover or a two-week mild cold? Ooh. I'll take the cold. I'll take the hangover. Ooh. Ooh, that's a bold choice. Shot of Goldschlager or a shot of Hypnotic? I've never had Hypnotic. Blue. Uh, blue. I like blue, but I think I'll take the Goldschlager. Higher proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got that, gold in or it. Or that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, honestly. I don't, have any, I don't have a whole lot of reasoning behind it. I just, I just choose the Goldschlager. Fair. <laughs> Going camping with Donald Trump or Harvey Weinstein? Uh, yeah, uh, Harvey yeah. Weinstein. I feel like he's got stories at least. <laughs> I won't go camping. <laughs> Valid. Gluten-free or lactose intolerant? Gluten-free. Yeah. I like ice yeah. cream too. Yeah. Oh, yep. no call. Uh, I think I might know this one, but Beatles or Elvis? Beatles. 
Beatles. Real? Okay. You were singing Elvis earlier. I was impressed. I was like, I, I like both. <laughs> there you go. Reasonable. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. It's also reasonable. Yeah, but Beatles wrote their music. Elvis picked his songs, though. True. Oh, that's, True. A great <laughs> that's what he always well, says. That El- whole situation right there <laughs> El- was great. And Elvis got them hips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you go to Graceland, they, they, they hold the whole thing. The community loved him. He used to go and like go through the newspaper every morning and pick out, like, see people that were in trouble. He'd call up and pay their bills. Uh, well, so they, no just, they, really? they loved him in Memphis. Aww. He'd drive around drunk on the golf cart all over the place, and people wouldn't say anything because... He, he, yeah, he's the king. He's he <laughs> That's a fun place to visit. You find it a lot. My parents went. I've been, I, I but I never I'm, went in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just looked over the. I did. I just looked over the fence. That's true. <laughs> I'm here. Check Instagram. Yep, I almost went once yeah. when I was coming over here from Connecticut, and then I was like, eh, I'll go see something else. <laughs> Just don't go to Roswell. <laughs> it's not worth it. All New right. Mexico? Is there a story there? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it after the after this. <laughs> oh, right. Fair enough. Jesus. It's not worth talking. Except I had a really good Manhattan. <laughs> oh. In Roswell? Yeah. Was it not of this world? By a... By a oh. Oh. oh! I told and you I'd get one in. Folks, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our bartender gave me a Manhattan, and she told me all about her sister... Or brother who was in prison. It was oh, pretty good. That's exciting. Nice. Uh, needy bar guest or stinky polite bar guest? Ooh. Uh, needy bar guest. Because I feel like it's more fun to see and challenge yourself. Whereas I like polite people, but the stinky thing is hard to avoid. <laughs> I feel like it also is like more disruptive for people around them. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard conversation getting them out when you have to tell them. Yeah. You yeah. stink. And yeah. like, what's, what kind of stink? Is it like stinky like BO or stinky like bad breath? Oof, doesn't matter. It could really be yeah. like a really gnarly perfume, too. Because yeah. I feel like if it's stinky true, bad it breath, I just would not get close to them. Yeah. True. And in that That's case, rough. maybe you'd pick them? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of variables here that I've never there thought are, yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> we got deep on that one. I've had a guest. I've had to go in and ask him to, you know, leave. Yeah. 10 people around you're stinking up the place yeah it's a little bit rough you know it's it's a hard conversation the worst is when they're sitting on a bar stool so we actually had a situation like this uh the other day is someone was sitting on a bar stool and and their butt crack was showing and (laughs) another guest was sitting at a table and they had a child with them who they they felt uncomfortable due to this situation and so it was an interesting topic it was somehow it somehow managed to solve itself but it was definitely a moment where, like, how do we deal with this? <laughs> how do we Can come out of this Can you lift your pants, please? Politely say, uh, sir, do you mind hiking your jeans up yeah. just a little bit? <laughs> it oh was a woman. God. Oh, okay. Even, even more touchy. Madam, your pants? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Five Ramos gin fizzes ordered at once or five Bloody Marys ordered separately one after another after 11 o'clock at night. I totally missed that. What, what, can you repeat that? <laughs> five Ramos gin fizzes ordered at once. Okay. Or five Bloody Marys ordered separately, one after another, after 11 o'clock at night. Who's uh, this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who let him in? Yeah. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of variables already. but um, So I would probably choose the Ramos gin fizzes because so, I could make them... Uh, but if I if it was like late at night and I didn't have like much Bloody Mary mix left over, then that would you be. You got to make the Bloody Marys. Yeah. No, Bloody no matter. In this scenario, you have to make the. Okay, I do the Ramos. <laughs> Ramos. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Wait, Bloody Marys. Bloodies. Bloody Marys. And, oh, okay. It's it's split. Mm. Uh, Elton John or Little John? Mm, Elton John. 
Little John, like from Robin Hood? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, little. Little, little John, uh, like little. the rapper. I don't know anything about that word. I also, I'm going to go with Little John from Robin Hood. I'm down for that. Because oh, yeah. I just imagined the animated one with the animals. <laughs> That's like a childhood for me. That's okay. a great movie. Yeah. I, does he but, play music? I don't. I, I think he has that. a he's Robin Hood's like a lute um, or something. <laughs> like right hand man, wasn't he? Got the big I, stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's a bruiser. Yeah. I can't think of Little John the musician, so I, I immediately go with Elton John. Yeah. Perfect. Rye or bourbon? Uh, tough. Uh, it depends on the cocktail. Am I drinking it neat? <laughs> neat. 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 Sorry. Bourbon. I'm gonna say bourbon then. Bourbon as well. Bourbon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, mezcal or tequila? Tequila. Mm. Is it a cocktail? <laughs> what was that? Depends on the brand. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, it depends on a lot of things. That's actually very true. Yeah. For, for things. But in general, maybe probably tequila. She's We're your lady. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, cocktail nerd or salty bartender? <laughs> mm. Who is that? Is that us? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, neither of you are salty. Ooh, we just drew a line. <laughs> uh, uh, cocktail nerd. Because I feel like at least they could be positive, and I prefer positive. People. Nice. I'll take salty bartenders every day. There you go. Nice. I love those guys. Yeah. yeah. They got stories. Cocktail nerd's great. I love it. The salty bartender guys. Got character. Yeah. Mm. Dive bar or $15 cocktail bar? Dive bar. This is, this is why you guys make I, a good team. I this, know, is, I, yeah. this, is, right? this was the you point. Balance. I yeah. literally, yeah, I, I would probably choose. Uh, it, it depends. I Like... Is it like I hate speakeasies? <laughs> I literally hate them with a passion. He just can't find the doors. <laughs> I, I, I can't, and that's the problem. That's literally the main problem. Is that's is amazing? It, it yes. literally is like, hey, I'm gonna make an expensive place that you can't find. It's gonna be really difficult for you. And I, I tried to find one in Athens once, and it was the most difficult thing in the world. But um, you ended up with no like kidney. <laughs> yeah, I just ended up with no Go cocktail. That door. Really yeah. <laughs> Where's like, the bar? Yeah, never mind. Wrong door. Um, some dive bars I like. I just I don't know. It depends. I think in general maybe a, co- a cocktail bar. Cocktail bar. Cocktail bar. All right, and finally, most importantly, Shrimp Louie or Louis C.K. Who's Shrimp Louie? <laughs> no one knows what Shrimp Louie is. Yeah. It's a salad. No, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a food, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, a, it's a shrimp salad. Shrimp salad. Oh well, I like shrimp and I like salad, so I'll go with Shrimp Louie. Shrimp Louie. <laughs> Louis C.K. Are you allowed to like him again? I think yeah, that's I think valid. Yeah. I never really used that. He's weird. I don't know anymore. He's he's weird. Funny, but yeah. I don't know, you know, yeah. Nobody's gonna hold it against you. I, I, I hope I, it comes in. I'm yeah. just not gonna. Wa- I'm just not gonna watch him and his. Come wiener. in, Louis C.K. Yeah. If you're listening, come in visit. Yeah. I would be more inclined to go for a salad. Keep the pants on though. <laughs> yeah, don't be in a room. <laughs> That's everyone who walks in the bar. Just keep your goddamn pants on. Yeah, right. Become Shrimp Louie. We don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to see that Shrimp Louie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, so good, guys. You choose one like champions. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Going out of this, we do like to do any plugs or anything that's coming up. Is there anything you want to let listeners know about the ordinary or anything you guys are doing personally that maybe Instagrams and all that fun stuff? On Instagram, you can get us at the ordinary, uh, at ordinary, the ordinary, O R D I N A R I E. A lot of people call us the ordinary, which that's fine. They're usually here when they do it, so that's okay. We have the ordinary. Uh, we are working on our um, uh, Kentucky Derby party. Ooh, oh, great. Uh, Want to get some hat parties going, some, uh, some juleps, and uh, our punch program is starting soon. So. Are we doing oh, some punches? Yeah, we're going to do a brunch punch. Brunch punch. Nice. That's Hashtag brunch punch. Hashtag yeah. that's, actually, that's awesome. Yeah, do yeah, that Instagram sensation. <laughs> that's so. gonna be a blast. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're excited about that for sure. Um, we're rolling out our new uh, a new cocktail menu coming up very shortly with uh, a lot of the other bartenders' ideas included in it as well. And and just kind of again, we're trying to create a seasonal inspired menu. So so spring summer um, is coming up. So just rolling through that and putting out some new things. Yeah, our bar, we're trying to figure out the names or, or finalize the names for it. We've one of our bartenders, Justin Ann. He create, created a milk punch with a lavender honey milk punch mm-hmm. with a Geneva in it. Oh. But he wants to call it a Geneva Aniston. And I'm like, no, we're not sure about that. He's it's funny. I like the puns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's our pun king for sure. Like yeah. he, uh, he beats me. Pun king king? Yeah. He does not. It never ends. It's, an, it's a never ending thing. Naming cocktails him. is tricky. Oh, I'm horrible good ones that are like really I'm stick. Absolutely horrible yeah. I like puns though. I'm punny. I like puns. They're yeah. good. I'm into it. I, I like the name. Yeah. Vote for me. <laughs> right. Vote for me. Uh, duly noted. <laughs> Thank if you. it matters at all. We'll never check. We'll yeah. have a voting <laughs> session next weekend. All right, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, just put my tally in there. Right. Yeah. But I'm, if there's anything better, then uh, you can totally put my vote into that one too. Mm-hmm. It's up to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> I like it. Uh, cool. Well, Matt, you got anything going? No. Thank you so much for uh, hosting us here and uh, letting us hang out. And once again, it's it's great. I love it. It's a little bit gloomier than I, I would like it, but it's still I know, a beautiful I, space. I was going to bring really, my swimsuit. The, the weather, right? Yeah. The yes. weather, Not the yes. bar, right? Yeah, the, the bar is beautifully <laughs> the not gloomy, very right? inviting. No way. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things is when I walked in, you were saying hello to people as they were walking through and leaving. I think that's great. Oh, I, I forgot could. to mention that. When we walked up, this gentleman was just standing at the door and he goes, did you two just get off the bus? And I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so weird. Yeah. Cool. It's it's so inviting. It's it's the best. I we have that, that look. Feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. No, so so you. so much for thank having us. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, so if you have any amazing stories that you want to tell us, or maybe be a possible guest on Talktales, you can go to our website www.talktalesthepodcast.com. And on said website, you can submit your own stories via email at talktalesthepodcast at gmail.com. And if you like our show, do us a solid. Subscribe and leave us a review. This is a DIY project, and all the love we get helps us grow. And if that love comes in the form of a charitable donation, you can share that love on our Patreon page, which you can find the link on our website, TalkTalesThePodcast.com. I also want to thank our good friend Josh for composing our theme song, and thanks to my brother-in-law, Grayson, for creating our badass logo. And thanks to our new editor, Rashid, with Podbear, for editing us and making us sound amazing. We love you. Mm -hmm. And thanks, Adele, as well, for uh, joining us on this journey. And while all of us on TalkTales are above the legal drinking age and enjoy serving and drinking alcohol, we do so responsibly and ask that you do the same. Please do not consume alcohol and drive. Absolutely not. And uh, I think, like we do, we should go out of this episode with uh, ordinary, amazingary <laughs> cheers. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. <laughs> we'll get there. That's not going to be our mouth. <laughs> no one said I'm good at words. Talk tale. Talk tale. Talk tale. Talk tale.